This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right, come on then. Welcome. Just unbend myself out of getting out of this very low-slung sporty car. <laughs> what is it? Is it something fancy? Yes, it's it my matches new Tesla. the hall. I what? It's a Tesla. It's what my the... new Tesla. Oh right. Are you the last person on the planet who knows that I finally got a Tesla? You are, aren't you? Well, I knew you had one, but you yeah, know, it's a car. <laughs> well, Tom chose the model, and yes, I chose the colour to match my interior design scheme because with that's... white leather seats. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. I mean, yes, it's very swish. Well, look, you haven't been here for probably... God, it's almost a year. You've probably forgotten what my house looks like. It's a long time, isn't it? So you've seen how we've painted the house. This is new since you were last here. What do you think of the black? Because you were highly um, instrumental in the choice of this well, colour. Obviously, obviously, I love it. Was I instrumental? You were. You, oh. Yeah, because I wasn't sure and you said, no, it looks super cool. It does look super because cool. Because I care what you think. I thought, OK, if Kate <gasps> thinks it's cool, Are you recording? Cool. Are we being recorded? <laughs> That'll do. I can retire. It's all over now. It's finished. <laughs> she cares, Lucy, she cares. <laughs> she's waving her tail. She see, is. she she's remembers she's me. Well, she's pleased to see you. Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And I'm Sophie Robinson. We're back with a new series, a new sponsor. Welcome back, Gebrit, who are proudly Europe's leading bathroom manufacturers. And we are kicking off this series with renewed gusto because we're finally together recording in the same room. How brilliant is that? So exciting to be together again. It's all been too infrequent over the last 15 months, hasn't it? But... As well as getting used to meeting up again, I think we've all changed a bit, haven't we? I had to wear a mask from the bus leaving my house and then on the train coming here, you know, we're all still carrying hand sanitizer wherever we go and we're just that little bit more conscious of all the surfaces we touch these days. It's like the cleaning routines we had before COVID don't really cut it anymore and I think we're all looking for ways to boost our levels of cleanliness now and it just so happens, folks, that our sponsor, Gebret, are at the 
forefront of touchless sanitary wear, which offers the easiest solution to drastically reduce the transfer of germs. Geberit have innovated sensor-activated taps and flush plates like their Sigma 80, which is really quite amazing. You just sort of wave at it and the loo flushes, which gets rid of the need to touch any surface at all. I'm a particular fan of the Geberit AquaClean Mirror Shower Toilet, the seat that actually rises as you approach it. In my house, I'm all for things that can literally read my mind and do what I want them to do without me even having to ask. I mean, can you imagine? It gets double points from me because it closes the loose seat afterwards too. And, you know, my mindset definitely has changed. Two years ago, I just really didn't think that was necessary. But having stayed in a hotel last year where these Gebret loos were installed, I now find it all quite reassuring and actually a brilliant idea. Ha ha! First episode in, <laughs> I've actually got you talking about toilets. Oh, this is too good. Well, if Kate Watson Smythe is prepared to get on board, then there's definitely something in it. To find out more about the tech solutions available, visit gabaret.co.uk. And thank you, Gabaret, for supporting this series. So now after endless remote recording and duvet dens, it is such a treat, Kate, to have you... Over at mine, sitting there, I say, looking resplendent on my canary yellow sofa. How are you feeling on my new sofa? You look great. Do you like it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> say it I, how it is. <laughs> I, because uh, canary yellow is not my colour. But I will say that it looks fabulous in this room. And oh, I so will nice. also say that it's very comfortable. Do I like the colour? I do not. Oh, well, I, if I win on comfort alone, that's one thing. More comfortable than the blue sofa that was... Actually, you can you have that. You don't like blue either, do you? So that no. was probably a double lose. Okay. <laughs> point I by want point, to sit on the flowery up. one. <laughs> <laughs> so also, looking back to the last episode of the last series with the stylish person test, I will be having a little check around to see if Sophie's got a <laughs> scented candle or a soap pump. I'm all over the centre candles and the soap pumps, so you'll probably find a few baskets Bound as well. to find a few baskets. Also, <laughs> a giant gold stag beetle in the loo, which I, I can't even. Anyway, <laughs> right now I'm looking forward to getting stuck into today's topics, which include how to holiday at home, followed by clever ideas for tiny bathrooms and our regular style surgery, which today addresses that tricky question of at what point, if you have children... Can you have nice furniture? <laughs> so we're going to talk about holidays at home because mine looks in doubt, but you've actually managed to get one. Yeah, we had it. We just about, I've just come off a really lovely holiday. We were all booked in to go to Portugal, which went from green to amber a week before we were due to leave. Yeah. The whole thing was so stressful. We had passport renewal issues. We had driving to Durham the week before and then you've got all your COVID testing to book in and I'm not going to lie the build-up to this Portugal holiday I was so wrung out with stress and anxiety. You really need the holiday don't you? I know, you really need the holiday and I will admit that in hindsight I wasn't happy about it at the time but in hindsight I'm like oh I'm actually quite relieved we didn't have to go through that it's just yeah. rigged with uncertainty and I think looking forward to this summer it's still rigged with uncertainty isn't it on what we will and won't be allowed to do or go or anything else like that. So, you know, the, the alternative is staycations, which, you know, everybody's all over. If you can find one in this country, I think every camping pitch, holiday let and hotel room that isn't inside a city centre is fully booked. So I feel really lucky that I did get away. We got away to Cornwall. It was bliss. But Well, we're now I don't looking... want to talk about it <laughs> because we are 
supposed to be driving to Italy. As things stand, we could drive through France, but I don't think we can get into Italy, but they might turn that round or they might say we can't go into France at all. I'm really not sure we're getting on a plane. So I just don't know if we're going anywhere. So I don't want to hear about your idyllic Cornish holiday because as you point out... The UK is now full. So there's nowhere for me to go, even if I wasn't trying to flee the country. So, holidaying at home. Yeah, I'm all over it. Help me. Help me, Sophie. Well, do you know what? Part of the trip to Cornwall was just really needing a change of scene, right? Yeah. You know, and look, I'm really lucky. I love my home. I am surrounded by lots of space and countryside. Like, I know that I've got it good. But honestly, after... (laughs) year of being here I just needed like a bit of a break and it made me think well maybe we could refresh our homes and maybe do some stuff at home that we would do on holiday and you might like this one this is my first idea for holidaying at home I have lots but this is the ultimate one because it's going to play into all my desires I know what you're going to say you're going to say buy an inflatable palm tree and put it up in the corner of the kitchen You'd be surprised I haven't already got one of those. I am quite surprised, to be honest, yes. Is that not your top idea? Let me share this, because this was a revelation for me. So when we went to Cornwall, we went with some friends, and again, all the restaurants and everything, fully booked, you can't get a table anywhere. So one of my friends had this brilliant idea of getting a caterer around to do us supper at home. And I was like, this is a brilliant... What? They'll come round with delicious restaurant-worthy food. Not only that, Kate... They wash up afterwards. <gasps> it was so cool. So it was literally, and we didn't have to organise babysitters. We didn't have to get in the car. We didn't have to get a cab home. We this could- is the thing, isn't it? I mean, I was thinking, you know, if I'm obviously, I mean, cancellation money aside, but if I'm not spending money on flights or ferries or renting a cottage or a hotel room or something, there is that money that you'd put aside for your holiday. So maybe the time is, if you're staying at home, yes, to spaff it on some amazing treats. Because part of the reason I want a holiday so much is I am fed up of deciding on menus and cooking it and or admittedly oh. putting it in the dishwasher. But I'd like someone else to unload the dishwasher. I thought the concept of having a private chef come and cook at your home, I mean, how over the top and pretentious and it just wouldn't even have crossed my mind. I just thought, oh, that's what like pop stars and people like that do that. But actually, yes, you know, it costs money, but no more than going to a nice restaurant. No, absolutely. So there, I might do more of it. I'm like, So did you brilliant. do it every night? No, we or? just did it the one night because, you know. There were quite a lot of you. You know, we were happy to do a bit of self-catering here and there and ever but it was our it was our what would have been our night out because the restaurants were booked yeah as our night in and actually I just thought it was such a revelation because it felt really treaty you know and if you have got kids or you live in a rural place like we do like getting cabs and babysitters it is you know adds up so just just bring it to you get your friends around and you know obviously if I was doing it here at home just tablescape away your table. <laughs> Make it all, they might have covered this in a previous episode. Make it all feel and look restaurant fabulous. I think that's such a good it's idea. A good I idea, mean, that's, isn't it? that's been my main worry about the not going away. Because when you're away on holiday, if you're in France or Italy or Spain or something, even the supermarket is quite exciting because it's not your local co-op or whatever. But the idea of sort of carrying on catering. And then for me, because I work from home, the temptation will be to go back to the emails and, you know, not take proper time off. But so... If you're starting by saying, actually, we're going to have the catering in maybe two or three times because I'm actually staying in my house, so I've got nothing else to spend, that's a really good idea. And I'm approaching it from the other side because, obviously, I live in London. So I'm thinking, 
I need to be finally a bit more tourist about this. Go to your city on day trips and be a bit city break about it and think, all right, well, if I was in Paris, I would go to this museum or I might actually spend a morning shopping, which is not something I ever do because I'm rushing past the shops to go to meetings or something. So it's like, well, let's go and, you know, float around a museum or an art gallery and let's have lunch afterwards and let's come back via the shops and have a cocktail. And suddenly, even though I haven't left, not my house, but my home area, that's feeling a bit more holiday. Do you know what? And then I see I would be taking it further, thinking, okay, so I've had my day trip out to the beach or the museum where you happen to live. Then I'd be coming home to my hometown. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> oh, God. And then it's like, okay, so what are the kind of things that you enjoy about going away, that you enjoy in a hotel, that you can bring easily into your home? I mean, first up, I'm already mixing my favourite cocktail. That would be fun. Get the ingredients in. Yeah, change your drink. Change your drink. So it doesn't even have to be an alcoholic drink, but maybe, you know, put a bit of fizzy water in your orange juice. (laughs) Slice of lime, sprig of mint. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yes, change the drink to something you might not drink or associate with drinking at home. I might have to even jump on the bar cart trend. I've never really caught up with that one, but now I'm feeling the need for a bar cart in my hometown. Do you know, also, I'm going to start wearing my dressing gown all day with some (laughs) fluffy slippers. (laughs) It's mindset, mindset, get yourself in the holiday. Do you know another one actually? And I remember saying this ages ago in an earlier episode, I'd bought some new hair product and it smelled of coconuts or something. And for me, that smelt holiday. I think oh. might just put suntan lotion on every day. Yes, Because then you get the body smell. Lotion. Yes. The summery smell. Even it? if it's pouring with rain, it will just smell like you're It'll on holiday. Smell like holiday. Do you know what I might do? And I mean, this is pushing the boat out. I never, ever iron my sheets. But imagine crisply, I might even get a can of starch. Steady. Crisply (laughs) ironed, neat, hospital cornered bed sheets. That's fancy, isn't it? Whilst wearing your fluffy toweling dressing gown and your slippers. Yeah, because part of that hotel thing is just that beautifully, beautifully made bed. And I just quite frankly don't have the time for it from the nine to five. But I might do it for my hometown stay. Yes, that's a good idea. And also film night. I think you did that, you said the other day. Make an effort. Don't just put the telly on. But let's, you know, make a film night. Yeah, Arthur, proper cin- snack. Arthur Cinema Night. He even has a booth. He builds a little booth outside the living room where he puts his little snacks. He makes oh. homemade tickets. We even print out some posters to hang on the wall of what's on show. <laughs> Honestly, that kept us going through lockdown. But yeah, we could do that again. And I'm just wondering, though, if you've got, I suppose, small kids, the issue is, you know, another day of trying to entertain them, but maybe take more picnics to the park or take different food in your picnic that you might take to the park. So you just, it's about just changing it up, isn't it? It's about thinking, what do I not normally do at home that I'm going to do to make it feel like it's new? Not going to go with the home tell word, although (laughs) it sort of says where we're going, but it is that idea, isn't it? And of taking the time to maybe have a bath if your bath is mostly used as giant towel rail or, you know, maybe treat yourself to some fabulous yeah. soap and or shower gel get, and get make a, it feel get, a bit get more someone spa. someone in to do a beauty, some beauty treatments. Well, that's the other thing, yes, isn't it? There's all those people. Day at home. Have a massage. Yes. All the things I'd never do, have your nails done at yes. home. Oh, I don't even need to go on holiday. <laughs> I am so relaxed just even thinking about it. It does feel better, doesn't it? You know what I might do as well? Yeah. I might sleep in the spare room because it would be a change yeah. of scene. 
<laughs> oh my God, I did that quite a bit in lockdown, actually, just for, yeah, just for a change of looking at the same four walls. And this one, I, I know you were going to say for a change of looking at the same old husband. <laughs> well, actually, Got that, myself a new one for lockdown. That was actually what I was thinking, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, and I know some people are doing this already and it's a bit of fun and we'll certainly be partaking. Bit of camping in the garden. Could see you signing up for that. I'll lend you my bell tent. No, Give I don't you a bit do of tents. I've got some fairy I don't do lights. Tents. I'm not going in a tent. I'm not going in a tent. But what I was going to say was again, with working from home and being at home, I don't very often take time to sit in the garden. And I think as well as getting up a bit later, which will be a huge luxury, instead of just sort of standing by the kitchen sink, swigging back the coffee, is maybe lay the table in the garden, have breakfast outside, weather yes. permitting. But breakfast outside, again, feels really exciting. And let's make the effort to do that. So you're having yeah, like a leisurely you're, like day. like you're on your Capri hotel yeah. rooftop terrace or something. But you're actually in North London. And on that thought, again, because we got a card through the post about this the other day, and I thought, that's interesting. And you know where I live. It's middle of nowhere. This company that will deliver breakfast baskets. Do you know, I was just going to say, I'm here for the idea of a private chef cooking dinner. But actually, the thing I always say when I wake up in the morning, I was always trying to persuade my husband to bring me a cup of coffee in bed. And to be fair to him, he will do that sometimes on Saturdays. But, you know, I want a cup of coffee in bed on a Monday morning. Yes. So the breakfast... Freshly squeezed orange juice. Breakfast fresh delivery. Pastries, have them delivered. I'm here for starch that. Starch napkins. You see, this, I think you can. It's a mindset thing as are so many things. But if you can't go away because it's full in this country or you've had to go, you know, your holiday abroad has been cancelled, get yourself in the mindset and set aside some of the money mm. to spend on the things you would have spent if you were abroad or, or away. And, so, make, yes, and make your home feel a better deliveries, place to be. private chefs, bit of a spa in the bathroom, maybe buy yourself some new fluffy towels before you go. <laughs> nice bedding. I'll put a chocolate on your pillow. Oh, You don't need Kate. to call a cleaner in for that. <laughs> I think, and also just maybe as well, take time, because I don't do this, maybe lots of other people do, but take time to sit in the garden. Let's get the blanket out there, the cushions, take a book out there, a bottle of water and kind of pretend you've left your home for the day even if you haven't yeah that's quite interesting isn't it? the concept of for me the concept of reading a book and doing a bit of sunbathing in my garden is an well, alien we don't thing. do it why don't we yeah. do it i'll be there i need to I, actually <laughs> this is the other thing i don't really have any garden furniture i really need some sun loungers and a new table and i don't think you can get them for level money because i think this is not an original thought we're having no possibly not <laughs> possibly not but you could lie on a blanket with a lot All of right, cushions thanks blanket and cushions it is yeah and a book. I mean, how flick through a magazine whilst lying on a blanket in one's own garden. Sounds really quite exotic. Better than a book. Listen to a podcast. And I know just the one. <laughs> we want to know what you're going to do this summer to bring the holiday vibe home. And you can always find us on Instagram, where I'm Sophie Robinson Interiors. And she's mad about the house. I personally cannot wait to see Kate's stories of her padding around her house in a bathrobe <laughs> and slippers. Oh, that's too good. And you can also, of course, share your holiday inspirations over on our Facebook group, which is, surprisingly, The Great Indoors Podcast. There are 6,000 of you on there and you are a force to be reckoned with, as poster Liz Lester discovered. She writes... 
Just to say, today I took the plunge and ordered a dark blue kitchen with a gorgeous white worktop from Wix. I would have always ordered white units or just made do with what I have before, but this group and the podcast have taught me to choose what you love for your home and have some colour. Oh, and to follow your gut. Yes! Go, Liz! So, Liz is all about kitchens, but now we're going to talk about that other key room in your house, the bathroom, and in particular, the tiny bathroom. I'm fresh off renovating my tiny bathroom, which I think is about two metres square, give or take. But our sponsor, Geberit, have said that new build houses are getting ever smaller. I think perhaps is no surprise. But the average size of a bathroom now in a new build house is 4.4 square metres. So that's like two metres by two metres. That's similar to your... Oh, that, that is similar that to is mine, isn't bathroom. it? I can't do the sums, of course. That's pretty small. Yeah. Now I look at mine with fresh eyes. It's an average new build bathroom. Size. <laughs> um, so, of course... The first thing we did, and this isn't right for everybody, but we made the choice to take out the bath because we're more shower people. Mm-hmm. You know, in if you've only got that much space, you're clearly having a bath with a shower over or you're just having a bath or just a shower. You're not having a separate walk-in shower. Yeah, I mean, I think when we were doing some new build flats in Brighton, and imagining the type of people in a city flats that would buy these sorts of properties, I was thinking they're going to be walk-in shower people for yeah. sure because, you know, it's get up and go, whether you're getting up and go to work or you're getting up and going out for a fabulous night in Brighton. But no, the estate agent said, no, 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 people still want a bath, so you've got to stick a shower over the top. And I do think it's a bit of a fugly compromise because then you got the concertina bath screen. Or the, or the shower know, curtain, which is just built to try sh- and assassinate you, <laughs> wrapping itself around your body as it gets damp. Death by aggressive shower curtain. That's a thing. <laughs> but anyway, obviously in these small bathrooms, that's probably that dual functionality of being able to have a bath and a really shower. It's really interesting, isn't it? And I wonder if that's then back to that conditioning of we must have a bath for resale and And this is the question I come back to is, have you bought this house to sell it straight away? In which case, if you were doing... Which we had. Yes, if you're flipping it, then go for the bath because that's what people want. But if you live in a house with a small bathroom and you don't have a bath, you don't take baths, then maybe a big shower feels much more luxurious and spacious. Yeah, and it's more pleasurable to use, isn't it? Just walking into a lovely, generous walk-in shower. Yeah. is more pleasurable totally. than hopping over the side of the bath and being attacked. Well, and also the there's curtain. that element of future-proofing as well, because I think given that, I mean, how long does a bathroom last now? If we do a bathroom, they're so disruptive and expensive. You want that bathroom, what, 10, 15 years before you have to redo it? I mean, I'm not talking painting any wall that's, you know, not got tiles on it, but you basically, it's a long-term mm. fix. And if you're, you know, maybe this is my my age now, but I'm thinking, you know, in 15 years, am I still going to be heaving myself over the side of a bath to get into a shower? In 15 years, in... 15. Steady, <laughs> steady. So moving on to, you can finish that debate with your age-appropriate family as to whether you can climb over the side of a bath into a shower. But I think, think about the long term. I mean, we've done it here. We actually went the full hog and did the wet room. So we don't even have a shower screen in there and just uh, tanked the whole room out because it's such a tight, I mean, that is 
1.4 meters, I think, by two meters. So it's half your average. Is it only two? I thought it was three. No, no, the, the little shower room with a with a. We still managed to get a basin and a loo in it too, but there wasn't a room for a tray and a and a screen, and they couldn't. The door wouldn't be able to open because the basin's there. So we just tanked it all out and had it as a as a little wet room. So yeah, there's. I suppose that's it. You're stripping away the unnecessary, aren't you? When you've got a tiny bathroom, it's all about stripping out what you don't need. Be that a bath or a shower screen or whatever, and just getting down to the bare minimum. I think the other thing to think about when you're planning your tiny bathroom, because devil is in the detail and every centimetre and every inch absolutely matters, is storage. And it seems that we're just increasingly growing in the amount of toiletries and bottles and bars and... I think it's a real problem, isn't it? You can have space to kind of stand around and and in my sort of two by two... I've put some hooks on the wall, so there's a towel hook for each person. There's a hook on the inside of the door, which is either for the bath mat or the hand towel. And, you know, there's a couple of loo rolls in there. But much more than that, there isn't really room for it. So then it's about, is there a cupboard somewhere else or on the landing? Mm. Or is there a spare bit of wardrobe where you can have some of that storage? Because we all think when we move into this new fabulous bathroom that we just need, you know, one soap pump to be very (laughs) stylish and, you know, one beautifully rolled fluffy towel. But the reality is there's so much stuff. I mean, my bathroom is constantly full of stuff. And I don't know whether I, you know, went a bit pandemic and bought too many toothpastes or I've forgotten that I've already got a soap and bought another one. You know, it's all got to go somewhere. Yeah, and and sometimes there just isn't room in the small bathroom. And different family members have their own toiletries, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I have to say most of them in my house belong to me. <laughs> my husband doesn't even have shampoo and conditioner because he hasn't even got any hair. <laughs> Winning on space saving. That cuts down on a lot of the problem. But I think also just thinking of, you know, if you do have to have storage within this space, how you can do it carefully because there's nothing that kills off a tiny bathroom more than windowsills, sides of baths, or kind of like bottles at the bottom of the shower tray. You know, having those items on show just looks really cluttered, really messy, just kills off the style. So slimline storage, be that a really tall, narrow wall unit that can sort of fit into a corner somewhere. Again, that doesn't go to the floor. Anything you can keep off the floor really helps. And that includes loos. Yeah. Wall-mounted loos, wall-mounted basins. Wall-mounted storage. Yeah. Keep that... floor space open and it visually makes the room feel bigger um so yeah so tall slim or you know sometimes with basins you can get I mean I haven't got one of these but I my mum has and I secretly lust after it because it's just so whizzy you know those um vanity units that are part of the basin that just sit below and then you can pull out a lovely drawer and she keeps all her oh so it's all integrated and wall mounted integrated it's just so nice and i know for example gebret our sponsor have loads of these tiny space storage solutions and they've even come up with which i thought i mean i'm quite a messy person but i could get on board with this they have i'm on board with you being messy Yeah, it's really messy. Uh, They have this Acanto magnetic board. So it's storage trays and brackets that can be attached. And this is the key word, precisely where you need all your little cosmetics and bottles and things. But with magnets. Yeah, so you can kind of rearrange it. So there's somewhere for the toothbrush, the soap, your cosmetics. Everything's in easy reach. That's really good. But also, because it doesn't need to be, this is the other thing about bathroom storage, is it's kind of only got to be sort of one bottle deep. 
Mm. Hasn't it? You know, a lot of the stuff that you use in the bathroom, there may be a lot of it, but it's probably, what, 10 centimetres deep or something. So you can have a very slim line cupboard. And if you put a mirror on or it has a mirror on the front of it so that you're bouncing the light around and, you know, it's not taking up that much space, you can get more stuff in. Maybe it just needs to be one loo roll wide. So that's all very practical, isn't it? We've talked, we sort of ticked off layout. We've got our storage organised. What about the decorative elements that help a tiny bathroom? Well, you would say, of course, that the smaller the room, the bolder the decor you should be. (laughs) I think Um, I'd say that for every side. I'm not, well, that's true. (laughs) I'm not, not on board with that. I mean, actually, one thing that we did in this tiny shower room, which I think has been, it's really brought the room together, is the heated towel radiator. We had it sprayed to match the woodwork and the grout. Oh, what, like colour matched? Colour matched. And I think you oh, it's can... that lovely sort of deep reddy colour, It's that deep it? red. It's Aras by Little Green, which we had a bit left over from the study and we had just enough to do the windowsill because it's a tiny bathroom, tiny window. And then I had white tiles and I used the sort of matching deep red grout for them. And I really hate shiny chrome heated towel rails. I mean, they just don't do it for me aesthetically. But we had this, the builder knew someone who took it away and spray painted it to match. And it's totally brought the room together. And it's just, it's a small detail. And actually, I think you could paint it yourself. You can get clever paints. I'm not that clever. The builder said he would do it. I was like, okay, fine, take it away and do it for me. But in terms of using a more exciting colour. And in our main bathroom, we've got a shiny chrome towel radiator. And I Ooh, look at it every day. You've got, you've got, got to get my, your spray can out. Well, hey. I'm thinking maybe I could it's just spray it. It's dark green, that bathroom. And I'm thinking Ooh. I could just spray it when my husband wasn't looking because he thinks I'll make a rubbish job of it, which is a whole different conversation. But I could, you know, you could if that. ever they lift the lockdowns or restrictions enough that he needs to go away on a business yes, he trip, might have to. I could just... Or well, just might, give yeah. him a really long shopping list that he has to go well, out. It might and... take me longer than a trip to, the, to Waitrose, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Style. Yes. <laughs> what I really like as well, though, is you've taken that woodwork colour, applied it to the towel rail, but also, which I think super sexy, painted the bottom of the ba- wall hung basin yeah. in the same deep red. And that looks so super cool. So the basin obviously is white, ceramic, and I mean, yes, I've got a pink glue in a basin, but it's not that hard to find colour sanitary wear. Usually it's white, isn't it? And I've painted the outside of my roll top bath. Similar red to you, actually, funnily yeah. enough, isn't it? So, uh, you know, I've got some colour in there, but painting the bottom of a wall-hung basin I thought was super cool. Well, there's a bit of a tail with that basin. The room is so small and the way it's positioned, where the basin is and where the door is, we couldn't have a normal width basin. We were sort of restricted to a cloakroom size basin, which are really narrow. But obviously this is the bathroom that my two boys use most and they they shave. So they need slightly more space than your average downstairs loo basin. So I found this basin, which was exactly the right measurement. It's very narrow, but it's quite wide. So you got the space in it that way. And so I was so excited and I bought it and I produced it. And the builder went, yeah, that's meant to be integrated into a wall hung vanity. Where's the vanity? I said, oh, I didn't like the vanity. I haven't bought the vanity. And he was like, oh, well, it's not a countertop basin and it's going to be really tricky to attach if you don't have the vanity it's meant to sit on. Because it needs brackets or something. It needs brackets. And he's very clever and he's put brackets on it and he's done it. But what it means is that that 
bit of the basin that we've painted... Was never meant to be seen. ...was never meant to be seen. So it's in a slightly rough finish, which means it's taken the paint. So I've painted it. So, I mean, I think it's a great idea, she says. The point is not everybody will be able to paint the outside of their basin. I just happen to have bought a mistake. No, I think you can. You just need to use a USP primer or surface primer. To rough it up again. But also that's a colour that, as you say, yes, you just see. Underneath it's like a little cheeky wink. No, it's really good. And it just really elevates your bathroom. Having the basin and the radiator match in colour-wise, it makes it look really bespoke, Kate. And I know you didn't trot off down to some designer bathroom store and spend thousands of pounds. Well, no, when we redid this bathroom, that was the basin we already had. And because it was so difficult to find one that was the right size, I absolutely wasn't going to get rid of it. So that we'd kept. We recovered the heated towel rail, so that wasn't new. We used leftover paint on the woodwork and then we used leftover, because, you know, well, you you perhaps don't do this because you're married to a builder, but there's often a very generous overestimate for wastage when you're tile cutting and you have these sort of slightly random leftover bits that you don't know what to do with. We had some leftover from the floor. So we've got a a mirror, which was like a big tile, which we put on the wall and we used the leftover floor tile to make a frame around the mirror. So again, I was really trying to cut down on wastage and either reuse things or just buy the stuff we had to because As you say, building work is expensive now and we wanted to A, get it right, but B, try and save where we could. And do you you know the clever thing about that as well in terms of tiny bathrooms actually is I know you've done that spurred on by a money-saving and indeed way-saving quest, but actually again in terms of a tiny bathroom design element, it's brilliant because I think when you've got small spaces, dare I say it, a minimal approach really works. So Mm. having a mirror that is if you can imagine this listeners a mirror that is actually flush within the tile so there is no frame to break the surface or indeed your eye and then instead of the frame popping out you've actually created a frame with contrasting tiles yeah it just looks a lot more sleek it feels more spacious it enhances this feeling of less clutter and overwhelm in a, in a small space. And we've also had, we reused from before, we had two glass shelves. And again, the glass shelf gives you the impression that something's floating on it. You know, it's all a, sort of more minimal. Yeah, you don't want to disrupt the eye with too much stuff. I mean, I'm going to totally flip it because... Um... <laughs> Because you want to disrupt the eye with too much stuff. No, what I was going to say is like, that's really great on money saving. But actually, one of my theories with really tiny bathrooms is this is where I spend a bit more, funnily enough. And I probably spent a little bit more in my downstairs cloakroom on some of the details. And I'm talking taps. What, the giant beetle? No, not the giant. Get over the giant beetle. I can't I've got to get over to the giant. I've got to put slightly him away. haunted by the giant beetle. <laughs> what is it with you and beetles? I, I don't know. I don't like the beetles. Very handsome creatures. Anyway, I went quite spenny with the taps, and also went to the point of having them wall mounted. So you know, the taps are set within the wall, and again, we could do this because we were renovating from scratch. So I had Tom hacking the place to bits. But you know, that's expense. If you're paying a builder, you've got to get them to recess mm. the taps and the finishings. It, but it does in a small bathroom. Cre- less clutter but I think in a small bathroom you really notice the taps like they because they're right there aren't they in this small space and then in our family bathroom I just I didn't spend the money on the taps because I distracted the eye with all the artwork and the wallpaper and the rugs and all the other stuff that I've got going on yeah I mean it's it you've got to choose where to spend your money mm. haven't you 
So in summary, I think with tiny bathrooms, the devil really is in the detail. In a larger or a family bathroom, you can hang artwork and have curtains and wallpaper and rugs and distract the eye in lots of other ways. I think in a tiny bathroom, it's all about the little details and the planning and the storage and getting everything just perfect, which is why I think they're one of the hardest rooms in your home to design well. But get it right, which you have, Kate Watson Smile. Your new oh, bathroom you. is super lush and uh, it can feel very satisfying. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now for our style surgery, which this week comes from Kirsty in Manchester. Hi there. We have recently renovated our dream home and the space and layout is now just what we need. We have five children under six, including triplets. Eek! And our furniture, particularly sofas and the dining table, etc., are all hand-me-downs or eBay bargains because of the fact they are frequently covered in milk, food, scribbling and general kid mess. One sofa we've had for just a year is almost wrecked already. At what age do your kids have to be before you can start spending money on sofas and nice vases that they won't break, etc.? Cheers from Kirsty in Manchester. <laughs> That was a plea for help. That was a plea for help, Kirsty. The short answer with five children under six, Kirsty, is when they leave home. I mean, that's a lot of small people. I can't, I can't even. The thought of that and triplets, you're literally running in different directions all the time. Well, do you know what's popping straight into my mind is the lovely Sophie Ellis-Bexter, who we had on the podcast in the last series. Oh, yeah, she's got lots. I mean, she's got five, not under six. Hers spanned from 18 months, I think, up to 15. But it was still, you know, when we visited her home, it was a very lively home full of children and things and... She really made it work. And I'm trying to sort of, you know, unpick why her home worked. I think on one level, and this very much, Kirsty, you must go back and listen to Sophie Ellis-Bexter's episode because she sort of harnesses this very kind of relaxed vibe and she's massively into interior design. She loves her stuff. She's proud of her home and she has some beautiful things in there but she's not precious about everything it is it's it's a mindset again though isn't mm. it because she has decided that she just isn't going to allow herself to get too hung up on the thing that might break so i think it's not to say you can never have nice stuff but you have to not allow it to become a massive tragedy if the nice stuff 
might get a bit And chipped. you've got to embrace the, should we call it patina? <laughs> Family <laughs> life. You know, uh, and again, you know, Sophie's indulged her love of designer wallpaper. There might be a few stickers stuck on the chintzy floral wallpaper or the odd squiggle and scribble here and there. But actually being in Sophie's house, I have to say I found utterly charming, welcoming, it had a lovely homely vibe and she made it work. The other thing I think, and I've just remembered now, is that... She said very clearly that in the boys, they're all boys, she's got five boys, I don't know what you have, Kirsty, but she had made it very clear that their bedrooms were theirs. So she didn't insist on them tidying them. There was quite a lot of drawing on the walls in one of the rooms and she'd said, you know, she'd initially said, please don't draw on the walls. And then she thought, do you know what? That's their space. Draw on the walls. We can paint on it. We can tidy it up later. But there was a sort of understanding that you are not drawing on the walls in the sitting room because I've got some quite nice wallpaper, but your bedroom is your bedroom. So I think, and I think this doesn't matter how many children you've got, there is a point at which you have to sort of literally be the grown-up and say, not in this room, mate, but that's your bedroom, that's your space, and have a bit more latitude there. And, you know, when mine were younger, it was very fashionable. I don't know if it is anymore, but the old chalkboard wall, don't know if that's still a thing. But, you know, we had to make it clear. If you see a black wall, you can draw on it in chalk. You're looking at the white wall, you can't draw on that one. So you sort of, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, educating children into what's acceptable and being a bit strict with them because after all they do have to go out to other people's houses where there might be different rules about what's acceptable and what's not so I think it's fine to say do you know what that is mummy's really nice vase or please don't jump on that sofa because you've got maybe a saggy chair in the kitchen which we won't pick you up on so I a little it bit. Does, it does change it. I might have related this story before, but when I was pregnant, we needed a new sofa and I bought my dream sofa, which at the time was teal velvet. I'd lusted over having a teal velvet sofa for ages and I was like, I'm finally going to get it. And I ordered it and it arrived and it turned up and the lovely delivery men unwrapped it. And the minute the plastic came off, I looked at my enormous belly <laughs> and just thought, what have I done? Because in a few weeks... <laughs> with all the baby pa- you know and this is my first child but I kind of worked it out that it was all going to be quite a messy for a few years and I actually rang the company who did a no quibble return and I said could you please take the teal sofa <laughs> away and bring me the same model back in a sensible graphite grey washable cotton with removable covers you are very sensible and I had that grey sofa for the first seven years of Arthur's life and it was utterly trashed by the time I let it go. Because yes, it's yogurty fingerprints. There were some pen scribbles on there. I mean, the dark grey was quite sensible in terms of pen scribbles, but you could see them. It just looked a bit trashy and I just had to embrace it. And then, do you know what? By the time he's seven, the yogurty fingers aren't a thing anymore. He's not drawing on furniture anymore. And that's when here I am sat resplendent on my chintz sofa. And that was the treat. You see, maybe I'm a terrible person, but... We had in our last house mice, old Victorian house. We we had mice quite a lot. We have we and get mice I, here. Yeah, I was quite paranoid about the mice. So I was very strict with my boys from a very young age that they were only eating food in the kitchen. I mean, there was the occasional snack in front of the telly or 
tea in front of the telly occasionally, but quite supervised, but there was no food in bedrooms and I just wasn't having it. And it was 95% about the mice and the infestation because that was freaking me out. But 5% about I just don't want to be scraping cornflakes off the bedroom walls and off the stair carpet. Yeah, no, I just embraced it as a thing. And the sofa was used as a trampoline and... The whole shebang. Like it was See, just I like have... a soft play centre in, in my living room for the first five years. I have absolutely no problem with the sofa being used as a trampoline, but I don't want it used as a yogurt pot. So also, <laughs> and this goes for anybody with any number of children, you've got to pick your battles, haven't you? Yes. So if I see loads of kids coming in and jumping on my sofa, I'm basically fine with that. If I come in and see them all eating chocolate on my sofa, I'm really going to lose the plot. Be very afraid, kids. Yeah. Be very afraid. So there are I, some there are some tips though. So for example, loose covers that you can take yeah, off and absolutely. wash. And loose Super covers, clever. incredibly fashionable again. Yeah, they are quite fashionable, yeah. again, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pattern is yeah, your friend. Hides and with young kids. So you know, patterned furniture, pattern rugs. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why pubs have fitted pattern carpets. <laughs> Let's not go. Not that your dream house wants to look like that. (laughs) But yes, and the other thing you can do practically in halls, which are always, I think, a nightmare Mm. of sort of scuffing bags and sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. You know, paint the lower half of your hall, perhaps in gloss paint, and you can keep the same colour on the top half and there you can have your mat, but just at sort of, you know, finger height. Washable gloss paint. paint. Washable paint. Mm. Or, which is, I saw in a house in Portugal years ago and I always thought was great, was they'd used like loads of mismatched tiles on the bottom half of the hall wall as if it was beneath a dado rail. And that, of course, tiles, you can just kind of mop them down. That was a brilliant idea. Looked like a really great decorative idea and actually was just super practical because you could lean the bike against it, you could scrape everything along it, didn't show the fingerprints. So, yes, pattern is your friend in, in almost whether it's linen or or chintz or tile. Yeah, yeah. I, linen can be tricky to get cleaned. That's a bit precious, but cotton fabrics are, are yeah. quite easy to clean. And I'm a bit of a fan of your old polyester velvet. That seems to suffer all kinds of assaults. <laughs> well, this is the thing. People really worry, don't they, about, you know, oh, I can't ever have a velvet sofa. I really want one. But... You know, man-made velvet's really tough. You can now get stain-resistant man-made velvet. I think they're also working on or you can get fade-proof so if it sits in the sun. Mm. So you want to steer clear of the sort of, is it cotton velvet, which has the nap yeah. and is a bit more, it's a bit more precious. It's very, but very But a bit precious. of man-made velvet feels lovely and is quite tough. Yeah, super, super tough. And actually tougher, I think, than linen. We bought a sofa. So when my youngest was born, he was born fantastically premature at 25 weeks. He's 17 and a half. He's fine. But while he was in hospital for three months, we used to obviously go and visit every day. And he was in hospital in UCH, which is just off the Tottenham Court Road, which has all the furniture shops in it. So we would sort of wait for visiting times and we bought a new sofa and it was a sort of (laughs) brown beige man-made velvet. And we had that for 15 years and actually it didn't show the stains. It lasted really well. They bounced on it. You know, in fact, I think the food stains came from my husband throwing red wine all over it because I was able to ban the children from the sofa with chocolatey uh, fingers but not the husband he, with his red wine he was, that's a whole different issue dogs and new but, tricks couldn't work yeah, on him but tough it's tough stuff man made velvet and I, I think definitely go for that and then Kirsty hasn't really alluded to her decor style but I think if you can embrace the slightly rustic vintage end of the spectrum so you know have some vintage furniture some reclaimed like you know celebrate the fact that certain bits of furniture are a bit scuffed show a bit of patina maybe it is that lovely scrubbed kitchen table 
you know, it's almost like if you add more knocks to it, it looks better. I think sometimes if you've got a very pristine, super neat, dare I say it, cream on cream aesthetic with pale coloured carpets and white sofas and everything looking shiny and new, then that can be challenging. And I'd almost be a bit more... Vintage stuff on eBay and secondhand furniture and I mean, jostle it all together. She actually alludes here to say our furniture are all hand-me-downs or eBay bargains. And I mean, I don't know because we only have this message, but it sounds like she's sort of apologising for hand-me-downs and, and eBay furniture. And I think that's exactly what you want. You know, it's character. It's sometimes the paint comes a bit pre-chipped, which is brilliant because that's the look. <laughs> so I think absolutely, you know, vintage furniture now is acceptable again because it's more sustainable you're not buying it from landfill it has ready-made character I mean it's like it's like buying character in a box someone else's kids have actually already trashed it yes so do that (laughs) you know I think it's I think that's absolutely a great way to do it and if it's painted you can repaint it in a color you like or if it comes chipped and you want to jazz it up by painting it then you know, do it. I think yeah, because I think the thing is, is Kirsty, you're never going to have this, un, you know, not for many years, you're going to be able to unbox this perfect interior. No one's ever going to touch it. And I think one of the joys of family life is you just keep inventing it and reinventing it and upcycling yeah. it as you go. And, you know, make your rules about where it's acceptable to have yogurt or which walls they can draw on or or just let them have complete free reign in their bedrooms on the basis that, you know, you have a sitting room which is okay or make your bargains. It's all a giant bargaining. And on that note, I wouldn't want to bargain with you, Kate Watson, smile. (laughs) Don't forget, you too can make an appointment with the Style Surgery. Just send an email and preferably a voice note to thegreatindoorspod at gmail.com. That's it for today, but there will be more details and links and pretty pics, especially of our tiny bathrooms, over on the blogs, sophierobinson.co.uk and madaboutthehouse.com. And if you have a friend who is a very stylish person like me (laughs) and might be interested in a very stylish show like ours, do spread the word. And in the meantime, a huge thanks to our sponsor, Gabbert, who are indeed Europe's leading bathroom manufacturer. Thanks to our producer, Kate Taylor of Feast Collective. And thank you to you for listening. We'll see you in the great indoors. (laughs) 